Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 366. Today is Friday, January 11th. No, not January 11th. That's when we're recording it. It's January 12th, actually. Um, so uh, it's Friday. Yes, you're actually watching this on Friday. Um, just so you know, um, we announced this yesterday, um, but uh, YouTube, the YouTube overlords uh, kicked off Elijah Fire for absolutely no reason. So typically with YouTube, the way it works is you have a three strikes and you're out kind of a thing. And we have never even gotten a strike. So they just booted our channel off. So let this be a message to people. There's this lie going around. Um, and I've said this, I say this to people a lot, um, just when I talk to them, because there's this, whether they're left or right, because there's this whole um, idea that it's a lie that YouTube has any kind of a bias towards one side or the other, when they absolutely do. And I can name off several channels that got booted off in the wake of um, Biden being sworn in. There was this huge uh, culling of, um, I can't remember what I called it at the time. Something, something in some kind of an inquisition. Like it was like a uh, conservative inquisition. I can't remember what I called it. Um, but um, there was this massive just booting off of channels, conservative channels. Um, and more specifically, cons- conservative Christian and just overtly Christian channels. Um, and so there absolutely is a bias um, on YouTube. Um, Jeff, why were you on YouTube? We really felt like we need, needed to be. Um, there's a lot of young people that are on YouTube. Myself, Illumination, Emily, Michael, my wife, uh, and on and on and on. We just use YouTube for everything. Um, and so we felt like it was very necessary. But alas, here we are. Uh, and we'll see what we're going to do in terms of if we're going to fight that or not. Um, but in the meantime, we stream to <laughs> three glorious locations, um, Twitch, Facebook, and Rumble, of course. So, uh, for those of you who used to use YouTube are probably now watching this on Rumble. Um, and so welcome, welcome guys. Welcome to the, uh, the Rumble camp. You can, maybe you want to, you want to venture into the gamer Avenue and start watching on Twitch. Uh, and boost those numbers too. You're more than welcome to do that as well. Um, also, guys, uh, we stream on or we're on Spotify as well. So uh, we don't stream live on there, but we always post it by the next morning. Um, so uh, please, if you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. Really appreciate that. Rate this, rate the podcast, um, and then also I want. Actually, it was funny. I I made an announcement on Wednesday that we are official on youtube music uh so just ignore that at post like if you're watched watch that one and you watch this one just ignore that for now um so uh also guys anytime you donate to elijahstreams.com slash donate um that keeps us afloat and we really appreciate those donations um but we go beyond just hey i believe in elijah fire here's x amount of dollars uh we take a portion of said x amount of dollars and we put it into our water wall efforts that we're doing in Uganda, Ethiopia, Nepal, and beyond. So um, a lot of expansion, a lot of exciting things on the horizon. Um, I know that we are doing something with Show Mercy 
uh, and a bunch of people are going over to Uganda uh, in the next coming months. And so that's going to be really exciting. I believe we're sending a camera team. Um, I, we've got some amazing, amazing videographers that work for us, like, like tier one quality. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they produce. So very exciting, you guys. Uh, so without any further, we'll play a video and then we'll get going. He knows the plans he has for them. He hears their cries. He longs that they have a cup of cold, refreshing water. Because water refreshes a weary soul. It's like a message of good news. Through every clean water well provided, we share and demonstrate the good news of Jesus. And it's all because of your generosity. Together, we are revealing the love of our Father to those who are truly hungry and thirsty. But there's many more people in desperate need. Give the gift of clean water today. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. So thank you guys again so much for your donations. Again, I say this a lot. I'm just sounding like a broken record. But meeting a basic need like clean water where they don't get waterborne illness is, is a massive answer to their prayers, a lot of these people's prayers. Um, and also by meeting a basic need like that opens up so many people to the gospel as a result of, and this could be the one prayer that someone has prayed is like, I just want to, I want to stop seeing the people in my community or my children or myself uh, getting sick because of drinking this water or dying. And so meeting a basic need like this opens up so many people to the gospel. And so uh, that's on you guys as well. So um, even if it was five bucks, if that was all you had and you're like, just want to give to this ministry because I so appreciate it. And um, we appreciate it. And uh, I know the people uh, all across the world appreciate it as well. So, um, all right, guys, we're going to jump in. We've got a really uh, important discussion um, and and message. Um, and uh, we just love, love this guest and we just honor um, everything about her. We love her. Um, and she always just postures herself in such an honest, genuine way before the Lord. Um, and I've got spent plenty of time getting to know her. Um, and, uh, she's just fantastic. So really excited to have her back on the show. Uh, she's a minister. She's a prophetic voice author of kitchen table kingdom. Let's give it up for our guest today. Harmony Klingenmeyer. Harmony Klingenmeyer. Welcome back. Hi. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Elijah Fire friends. I'm so happy to be back with y'all today. Yes, absolutely. We are officially in 2024 and we're, we're going for it. Yes. God yeah. has a lot to say and his kingdom has a lot to accomplish this year. I feel, I feel like this is a year of incredible breakthrough for the body of Christ. I've been listening to Emma Stark, and I just happened to be on my way to Scotland today. Whoa. Yep. After we're done uh, recording here, I will be headed to the airport to uh, attend Emma Stark and Jane Hammond's Start the Year Right conference. I'm very excited for that. I feel like that is going to be such a blessing to me personally, and I believe I'll come back just filled up. 
So yeah, that's that would be amazing. My uh, uh, I know that some of my ancestry is from Scotland. So like I'm I'm very English. Uh, Harmony. I've got like Welsh, English, and then Scottish are like dominant. And you could tell if you see me in person by my skin tone that yeah. <laughs> that is my heritage. So. Yeah. Yes, I I'm pretty much all German and Swiss, uh, but I and I've I've traveled to 16 countries. I've had the great privilege to travel overseas quite a bit. However, I have not been overseas since 2004, so it's been a very long time since I was overseas. Wow. And I feel like this trip um, is significant. I believe yeah. that um, it's going to be life changing for me personally. I'm also, I was accepted to Emma Stark's School of the Prophets for this year. So I'm going to be attending that. And I just feel like, um, you know, Prophet Emma, the Lord is using her so powerfully in the earth Mm -hmm. and uh, just receiving from her as a spiritual mother and, and understanding like God's heart for the office of the prophet is so important, not just for me, but for the body of Christ in general in this hour. I think there's a a great amount of misunderstanding about the fivefold ministry, even in the midst of much talk and much excitement and much usage of the fivefold ministry. There can be misunderstanding and there can be misuse. And so to have, you know, the Apostolic Council, Patricia King and um, so much Cindy Jacobs and the Hammonds and so many others and and Emma herself speaking into this subject and bringing clarity is so important in this hour. So yeah, for sure, I'm, I'm very stoked to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you should. It's super exciting. And it's interesting because I have another friend who's who's going on a trip later in the year, like I think in a couple of months to Scotland as well, like with a group of people. So maybe there's something to that because that's where the Hebrides revival was and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like so yeah and uh Chris Delicia's going with me so oh, no way my dear friend yep Chris wow. Delicia, your dear friend um who connected Jeff and me so yeah. just so grateful for Krista in mm-hmm. my life and she's going to Scotland with me and she's part of Emma Stark's uh class this year I totally so forgot about that yeah I could no I well she didn't tell me she was going to Scotland and if she did uh, you know, I forgot clearly, but but I did remember her telling me that she was going to be in Emma Stark school. So that's super exciting. Yeah, God is God is on the move. He's on the move amongst men and women of faith. And I just can see, you know, God highlighting and he has been for quite a while. The women of faith um, mm-hmm. and the, the Deborah company, which mm-hmm. I believe the Lord has released into the earth and that we are part of it. And so I'm just. God's on the move. It's amazing to be uh to be a part of what God's doing in this hour. I feel very privileged for mm. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we backstage we were talking and we we're like kind of switched what we were going to talk about, sort of. So I think we should just jump into that and we may discuss some of the other stuff that was in the notes, but we'll just kind of freestyle. Um, but I I really want you to share what's on your heart. Because um, I think it's really important. It's something that I'm personally dealing with. I've shared on the show. I'm very transparent with people. So I shared on the show that that's kind of what some of what I've been dealing with as well. Um, so uh, why don't you just jump into it and then we'll we'll see where it goes. Yeah. 
thanks so much for the yeah. opportunity and and yeah. also you know the flexibility to bring forth what god's doing and i want to encourage any leader who's listening to this right now if you're in the pulpit or um if you do online ministry or whatever your ministry looks like vulnerability transparency and accountability are so powerful and impactful for your mm -hmm. own life and for everyone around you every single time you share what the lord is doing in your life that's fresh and you're saying this is actually what i'm walking through at this moment you're inviting another person into a, a multiplication and a replication of that testimony of that memorial of the lord oh. and so it's really important that we don't just teach bible facts or even revelatory knowledge that we're receiving from the word the holy spirit always marries it to testimony and and we know this because when we look at the scripture so often the lord is commanding them to go back to the memorial stones mm -hmm. to remember what he has already done and the new testament is full of examples where he actually releases scripture that is a a repeat or a retelling of a story from the old testament because the lord wants to build a memorial the entire bible is a memorial to his faithfulness so i want to speak you know to anyone who's using their voice for the sake of the gospel if you're getting up and preaching the gospel and it's void of your testimony it's going to lack multiplication multiplication power let me say that again. If you're getting up and sharing the gospel and your testimony is not part of the way that you share the word of the Lord, you're going to miss opportunities to replicate your testimony. Bring forth your yeah. testimony with transparency and vulnerability and be willing to invite people into your process because every single time, and I feel like the Lord is speaking so strongly at this mm -hmm. moment, every single time you tell someone, this is where I've been, this is where I am. This is what God has done for me. You're telling them it's possible for them. And it's also possible for them to use their voices and to multiply the transformation of their own lives in other people's lives. Yeah. So often we get in the pulpit and we re release the word, we release scripture, but we don't share how we got there. And because of that, people begin to idolize us. They yeah. begin to see us as separate from them. We are not separate. We've just walked down the path a little farther. Mm -hmm. And our job as mamas and papas in the spirit realm is to bring people with us, mm -hmm. is to move us, uh, the, the, the sheep, the, uh, the flock that the Lord has given us a little bit farther down the road yeah, and for in sure. order to do that. You've got to use your testimony. Yeah. Well, and I think too, there is this, if you're not careful, if you're in any, if you're in any kind of um, position of leadership, whether on a platform or in a ministry is yeah. to constantly talk, to posture yourself as if you're always talking from the mountaintop. And I don't think that's a really honest way of, and I'm a very, I get a hard time, like being like everything's great if it's not like i i'm i'm just that way like i'm very I've, i i kind of wear i've always just kind of always worn it out on the out on my sleeve you know uh mm -hmm. there's been areas of refinement and maturity in that you know from sure. the lord but <laughs> but um you know i think that it it's like you were saying if if we are always preaching from a place because we're too afraid to be vulnerable because it's like there's this lie that goes if i share that then i lose my credibility as a leader i'm like that's not 
even true at all. Like I, I think that's the fear, but it's the being vulnerable. And, and for me, it's even being vulnerable. Even if the only person that's in my camp is Jesus and my wife, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I think that knowing that that that's what God has asked me to do. And I think, you know, there's something you said that really, um, uh, I was reminded because of what you said, because it, you're talking about sharing your testimony. I was reminded of Revelation 12, 11, which says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they yes. loved not their lives unto death. And I think that yes, you know, so often we look at, I remember when I was a young Christian, I would look at you know, my testimony and I'd be like, well, I didn't party. I didn't sleep around. I didn't, I don't have a testimony. And I'm like, that mm -hmm. is so absurd. And there's this mm -hmm. thing like we, it, there's like this idolization of someone who made a bunch of mistakes and mm -hmm. now they've experienced the grace of the Lord, mm -hmm. you know, the covering of the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they're on the other side of that. And there's this fire in them, but like every single day, you are adding to your testimony. You, yeah. God is doing new things in our lives as we engage with him, as he comforts us when we're, we're hurting or we're able yeah. to comfort someone else. He used us to comfort someone else. You yeah. know, and I think that that's, that's your testimony. It's yeah. not like, oh, well, I didn't party hard and, mm -hmm. and sleep mm -hmm. around and right. all this crazy stuff. I was a gangbanger or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's right. like, it's what has God done in your life? And yeah. testify to that. So yes. Yeah. And there you go. to add to what you're saying, brother, is um, it's not your testimony. It's the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. whatever the Lord has accomplished yeah. in your life and whether that's, you know, he kept you pure through all your childhood and into your adult life and mm -hmm. kept you pure for marriage or helped you resist temptation. You didn't do that on your own. You never resisted one temptation on your own. You are empowered by the living God, by the power of grace, by the power of the blood, by the power of the presence of the Lord in your life. You even even pre-saved the previent grace of God, which is the grace that operates in our lives before we get saved. And it is what moves us into our salvation moment is always operating. And our portion is just to say yes. <laughs> that is what we mm -hmm. we give to the equation is our yes and our surrender. So if you're if you're looking at your pure life or you're looking at your your you know your faithful walk, you need to remember that it was grace that empowered you to do that. It mm -hmm. is all about what God did. In some cases, like in my case, God redeemed me from a 20 year addiction to pornography. And I know I didn't do that on my own mm -hmm. because for years and years and years, I wept and wept and wept and asked the Lord to deliver me and felt in, uh, totally powerless to this addiction, which many people who are in addiction feel absolutely powerless. And the religious mindset would say, oh, you just choose, you just make a better choice and that you'll be fine. And it's your own fault you're in this situation. And of course, we're all responsible for our own choices. Amen. At the same time, we all are in need of supernatural power. And so when we tell our testimony, what we're really saying is whether you were kept pure or you were redeemed from brokenness, God did it and he can do it for you as well. Come on.
so uh, that's the invitation to leaders right now is to invite people into your testimony. I know, and a lot of these people I'm thinking of right now come from an older generation who are a little bit more reserved, a little bit more private in the way that they approach ministry and the way they share their story. And they're worried about something called familiarity. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. If people know what what brokenness I was redeemed from, they will become familiar with me and they will reject my leadership or reject my authority. And that fear is rooted in idolatry. Your authority doesn't come from you. It comes from the lamb. All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. You go, therefore, and preach the gospel to every nature, every nation and every creature. It, it's not your authority in the first place, which means it's not your job to maintain it. God himself will maintain his authority upon the earth. Your job is to obey him and to build a, a testimony, build a memorial to the faithfulness of God and to give him glory with your mouth. And that's what I want to do today. I want to give glory to God at just the very first staff meeting we had of the year, I began to pray. And what came out of my mouth were the words that came out of Jesus's mouth. When he was standing in the temple, he said his soul was grieved. And what should he say? Should he ask his father to remove this cup from him? Instead, he said, Father, glorify your name. And a voice from heaven spoke. This is from John 12, 27. It says, my soul is grieved within me. Should I say, remove this cup for me? But this is the whole reason I came into the earth. Instead, I will say, Father, glorify your name. And a voice spoke from heaven and said, I have glorified my name and I will glorify my name. And at the very first staff meeting, this is what the Lord released through my mouth. I said, Father, in the midst of I'm experiencing pain, I'm experiencing betrayal, I'm experiencing my own brokenness, I'm experiencing my need for maturity, my need for, for more transformation, for more inner healing. But in the midst of it, I will say, Father, glorify your name. And he spoke to me and he said, daughter, I have glorified it and I will glorify it. And we need to understand whether the circumstances are good, fun, happy or they're sad and hard and broken, through it, God intends to glorify his name. And if you're in that camp, and I know Jeff's not there and I'm not there either, but mm -hmm. if you're in that camp that says, God is only happy with you when good things are happening to you, that's a bunch of nonsense. That's religion, that's shame. That's the burden of the Jews that they put on one another. And, and this is why when Jesus came to the blind man in John chapter nine, his disciples were under this influence, this performance-based acceptance. And they said, Lord, who sinned that this man was born blind? Was it him or his father or his parents? And Jesus said, neither. And my interpretation is wrong question. Yeah. <laughs> wrong question. Yeah. Neither, but that the, glory of the Lord might be seen upon the earth. Why did God allow this man to be born blind? So that he might glorify his name. So whatever is happening in your life, friends, and, hmm. and this is what we're talking about today. 
What is God doing in the life of the prophets? What is God doing in the life of ministers and lay people and the sheep and the army of the Lord? In all of our lives, there are common themes because God moves in seasons, in cycles, and in kairos moments. In the midst of whatever is happening, the Lord will glorify his name. And in the end, you will see the fruit. You will look back at the season of brokenness or the hard thing you're walking through, the betrayal you're experiencing, and you'll say, oh my, God was definitely in the midst of that. And he was teaching me this, and he was teaching me this, and he was showing me this. And you will rejoice in that hard season in the same way that Job did when he came out of his. Amen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And and I, you know, that that is something that I think millennials us millennials uh and gen z there's this and i would even say the young the gen xers who are younger like the younger of the gen xers closer to millennials um there there is a hunger for authenticity and just like just tell it to me real because there's this like fake it till you make it thing within you know when you're following the lord and i don't I don't think that's very constructive because what it's doing is it's painting this fake picture of the Christian walk and following the Lord and dying to yourself and dying to yourself and dying to yourself. And it's just like, Oh, it's fine, brother. And I'm like, you can admit you're having a hard time. You can mm -hmm. admit you're having a hard time. Your mm -hmm. actions are showing that you're doing it anyways. And I think that's, what's important is like, guys, it's hard. Sometimes following the Lord is amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it is so hard because mm -hmm. it's this dying to your flesh. And I was, it's mm -hmm. funny. I was talking to my, a buddy of mine, um, who is a, uh, he was raised Muslim and, um, he's someone that I've been talking to a lot lately, just about the Lord. And, and it's, it's cool because a buddy of mine who's, um, has a big apologetics ministry in our area. And he does a lot of street evangelism and talking on colleges, campuses and stuff. He actually started talking to him too. And he's, he's awesome. He's got like, I mean, he's like apologetics superhero, you know? Um, but I was talking to him about, cause I had finished Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I was on a, a fast. And so um, this would have been last night to recording it on the 11th. It would have been last night that we ended it. And um and so I had gone to Trader Joe's where my friend works and I was talking to him about, um, about, I just, you know, he's asking what was up and I was like, oh, I just finished a, uh, a three day fast. And, and he was like, oh, interesting. He's like, can I ask why? And, and I knew, you know, cause of Ramadan, Ramadan, they fast during the day. And, and so I knew that he had done that. Um, he doesn't, I don't know that he practices it anymore, but, um, you know, so we were talking about, about this. And, and so he was like, asking me about the process. And, and so I was able to just be honest with them. I'm like, some fasts are, um, easier than others for me. You know, um, I'm sure anybody who's fasted can say that this three day fast was probably, it was, I would say it was harder than the 10 day fast I did like two mm -hmm. years ago, harder. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and he just couldn't believe he was like, you went three days without any food. Cause he's like, for them, they only do it for like a, during the day, uh -huh, you know? Uh -huh. And, uh, and so I was taught, I, I got to talk to him about 
you know, I said, you know, Paul talks about, I will beat my body and make it my slave. I will have, I, I will not allow anything to have mastery over me. And so I talked about that with him and it opened up a really cool conversation, but it was a transparency with him of just being like, Hey man, like, not like, Oh, it was amazing. And God totally met me. And I'm like, I'll be honest, this fast was, it was one of those fasts that felt like a wash. I know it wasn't a wash for everybody, but it was one of those where I'm like, didn't really see yeah. anything. I knew I was supposed to do it. I was acting in obedience, yeah. but being able to be transparent and be like, no, the entire time I was praying, I will beat my body and make it my slave. And that's what I told him. I said, I quoted that verse so many times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. And that, that testimony is, is powerful. It's, it's, you know, as I was, I'm doing the Bible recap for anybody who wants to do a chronological full year read of the scripture. I really highly recommend the Bible yeah, recap. Cool. Um, and I was, we were in Job. Uh, we're coming to the end of Job. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Job is Job is a challenging book. I but love reading, when God shows up though. That's like my oh, favorite yeah. part. Oh it's yeah. Me too. Part. Me too. But as I'm listening to Job and his friends, you know, belittling him and his friends finding fault with him and his friends, you know, um, you know, saying about him, surely, you know, you sinned, you brought this on yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And Job is determined to hold on to his righteousness and to say, no, I didn't. And even under their incredible pressure, the peer, peer pressure to blame himself and to, to uh, you know, asceticism, beat himself, you know, and to take the blame, he continues to hold on to his innocence. And I'm astonished by it because so many of us would have buckled under the impact of their constant barrage of belittling and and shame and religion so many of us buckle when one person finds fault with us and 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 yet job is like no i'm innocent and you guys are full of hot air and i'm just gonna keep telling you that you guys are full of hot air and i'm innocent and i'm not i'm not gonna buckle under the pressure of your opinions and i really believe this is the word that the Lord is releasing to his people right now. It's kind of a two-part word. The first part is God is dealing with the idolatry of Christian leadership. He's dealing with an elevation of one believer against another believer uh, based on title, based on position. Uh, and in, he's dealing with where we have put leadership on a pedestal yeah. and not allowed them to be imperfect. So when they make mistakes, there's no grace, there's no mercy, there's no room for repentance. There's no room. And because of this culture where leaders are not allowed to be imperfect, they keep their sins hidden. Yeah. We just had a situation with a very, very well-known national prophet whom shall remain nameless who was caught in sin from 25 years ago he's not operating in that sin he's not currently making choices that 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 we would consider you know outside of god's will it's a hidden thing from years and years and years and years ago because we have not created a culture in the body of christ that allows people to be imperfect and bring their brokenness to the surface and this is so unbiblical 
James chapter five says, if any of you have sinned, confess it to one another and you will be forgiven. And if you think that just applies to the sheep and it doesn't apply to the leadership, I mean, how will the sheep know how to do it unless the leadership are doing it? Yeah. And I'm going to say something too, to that is even something as little as you felt when you were talking about something, you, maybe you were talking about something that was happening with somebody and you felt like there was something in you that you were like, I shouldn't share this next piece of information, but I'm going to, because my flesh wants to, that's gossip. All right. When you did something and we all know, we all know when we're like, Oh man, I shouldn't this. I'm not. Okay. We're in, we're in mucky water, murky waters right now. Um, confess it. If you were scrolling online and your eyes lingered on something, or you looked up something for a second and then you were like, no, this is wrong. And then you looked away, confess it guys. Like right now, like, don't just don't even, don't even waste time with that because if you don't confess something like that, it can snowball into something much bigger and you do not want to deal with that. So deal with the, the momentary sin, the momentary slip up mm-hmm. now. Yes. Confess it to your spouse. Confess it to a friend. Confess, confess it to your pastor. Yep. Whoever it is. Um, yep. You know, I confess it to a friend. Um, I think that that's um, so, so important right now in this season, especially yeah. as we're like, like this is the time right now to, yes. to to really clean house like that. And if you've got big sin that you need to confess, man, Lord, give you the courage. Yes. Do it now. Yes. And I'm yes. trying to scare people. I'm just saying like, come on, do it now. Because come if on. you do what we, what we yield on the other yes. side of this, mm-hmm. whatever we're passing through is so good. Yes. And you want to be on yes. that. You want to be on the good. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to yes. be in that camp, you know? Yes. Yeah, I'm just, again, we need to share from our own experience. So when I started confessing my addiction to pornography, I knew it was going to cost me. I knew that the church would punish me. I'd been punished many, many times before by the church. And so I had kept my brokenness and my pain. And for me, and I'm sure for many others, pornography was a coping mechanism for trauma and abuse that I had experienced throughout my entire life. And so I was just, I was dealing with the pain in a really toxic and unhealthy way. Um, And I say this all the time and we need to remember it as we're dealing with the broken. Usually it's not belligerence, it's brokenness. And we don't want to call people rebels when they're just hurting babies. Okay. Mm. And we want to recognize the difference between the rebellious child and, and you know what, even children sometimes are rebellious, right? Even sometimes the babies are rebellious, but they're broken and they're in pain and they need love and they need they need to be drawn closer not pushed away and religion pushes the broken away so i knew i knew that if i brought my mess to the surface the church would punish me they did they Mm -hmm. absolutely did punish me and for years i had to deal with like sit down shut up you can't use your gifts because you're too broken and and i just submitted to that and allowed myself to go through a healing process. And that healing process was very good. And I'm still in it. Although I'm now I'm seven years free from pornography. Hallelujah. Uh, And uh, God has a hundred percent restored me and he's restored my marriage and uh, the intimacy between me and my spouse and, uh, and my 
my place in the body of Christ. I want to speak to those of you who are in leadership right now, who are, maybe you've got hidden sin and you're like, if, if I expose this, I am going to be punished. Listen, yes, most likely you will experience some level of, of punishment and consequences, especially from the body of Christ. We're not going to sugarcoat it. The body of Christ needs to read the book Unpunishable by Danny Silk and then walk in it. Okay. But part of the process is you deserve healing. Mm -hmm. And when you're so busy pouring into a thousand sheep that you can't take care of your own soul, um, you need to just step back and allow God to shepherd you and allow yourself to be healed. In that case, it's not punishment. It's an opportunity to heal. But let me just explain something to you. If you do experience punishment, it's not the end of the world. God will restore you. He will restore the call of God in your life. Some of you are on the verge, like, I want to confess this, but I think it's going to cost me the rest of my life. It's going to cost me my calling. It's going to cost me my, um, my ministry. It's going to cost me my marriage. Now I'm not, I'm, we're not going to sugarcoat it. You may experience loss, especially, you know, if you've been unfaithful to your spouse or you have an addiction uh, or whatever it might look like you are going to experience the consequences of your choices and the Lord will restore you. The Lord loves the one, the repentant heart. Think about the religious man and the tax collector, the, the uh, parable that Jesus told. The tax collector and the, and the Pharisee come before the Lord and the Pharisee says, God, I thank you that I'm not like these other sinners, like the unfaithful, those who don't give, and even like this nasty tax collector sit, sitting next to me. I give, you know, I give a tenth of my of my income, and I fast, and I'm thank you that I'm holy. And in in contrast, the tax collector says, "God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner." And Jesus yeah, said, Jesus said. It was the tax collector who went away justified. Mm -hmm. It was the tax collector who went away healed and forgiven, not the Pharisee. And so many of us on, in, on the inside were the tax collector. On the outside, we're the Pharisee. And mm -hmm. we are, we're both silencing our own souls, our own need for repentance, and we are silencing others around us. Remember, if you repent, you open the door for others to repent. Your testimony can be multiplied. So mm. we want to encourage you, talk to a pastor, talk to your spouse, get counseling. If you've experienced spiritual abuse, many of us have, and the Lord can heal it and restore it. Um, so we want to encourage you with that. And also, I just want to say, if you recognize that you have idolatry in your life, because you have elevated a leader to a position that they should not have in your heart, that is not the leader's responsibility. Right. That's between you and Abba. And Papa is coming right now and he's saying, you need to stop blaming the leader and look at your heart. Yeah, man, I feel that. Because actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Because last night, uh, a well-known prophet posted something. And um, just a quick little, quick little reel of them talking and someone in the comments, man, they, they, they responded to this person. They're like, I met you on such and such day. 
and I gave you, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I told you one of my dreams and the Lord told me I could trust you. And I've written you time and time and time and time and time and time mm -hmm. again. And you haven't responded to me, you know, like, why aren't you responding to me? All this stuff. And I'm like, give them a break. All right. Give these people a break. You know, it's like some of these people have, they minister to so many people. Yeah. And that is, that is a you problem. That's not a them problem. Um, because look, like I know in harmony, you know, like you talk to so many people, you minister to so many people yeah. and then like, there's physically no way to engage in with every single one of those person to the maximum of what that person is like, I need this much time from you. Like you, you just can't, there's no way. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And so if you are in that position where you're feeling kind of bummed out because you wrote Johnny and Loney still hasn't written you back or you've written um, Harmony and she hasn't written you back or whatever it is, yeah. Take it to the Lord because ultimately yeah. what you're coming up against is, is, is a need that actually only Jesus can fill in your, in your life. Like that's yeah. just the reality. Um, and I'm not trying to minimize any hurt that people are feeling. Right. I understand, um, expectations are a very real thing, Yes, you know, but, um, again, it goes back to that idolatry thing is like, if there's any, yeah, but like I could go to Jesus, but I want to hear from this prophet. You yes. know, and I'm like, but, mm -hmm. but Jesus is speaking to you. Yes. He's speaking to you. Yeah. What is he saying to you? Yes. And I always say it is way, way cooler to hear something from the Lord and yes. to have a prophet speak that out of you when only you and God knew what you talked about. That's cooler than getting mm -hmm. a word. You can get cool words. I've gotten cool words, yep. but I'm always like, God, I want you to confirm this with oh, you yeah. and me. I want you to oh, confirm yeah. this multiple times you know yeah. because i want this to be i want to i want to know that this is this is this is for you and me to hold on to together yeah. you know and believe for so that's so um, i think that's really important you guys yeah yeah and and just remember that the prophetic word that comes to you is meant to be confirmation of the prophetic voice that you hear inside of you yeah come on and if if a prophet, I say this to people quite often, if a prophet has to come to you and tell you what the Lord is saying, probably <sighs> God already told you six or seven other times. Yeah. And now he's sending a leader. He's sending a prophetic voice to come along and confirm because you're feeling a little bit um, unsure or insecure in that prophetic uh -huh. voice. And he's like, I love you so much. I'm going to come and bring you the confirmation. Yeah. And this is what I want to say. He wants to bring his children to a place where they do not run out to seek the confirmation of a hundred voices in order to walk in obedience. When will each of us decide, I hear the voice of God. I'm going to confirm it myself by being rooted in scripture. Hello. I'm going to know what the word of the Lord says on the page. So when the voice of the Lord speaks to me, I recognize him and allow that voice to come into agreement with scripture. I'm going to know how to test the word for myself because there's two very powerful places in scripture 
The one is about the Bereans who received the word from Paul and studied the scriptures in order to test it and find out if it was true. And they were more fair-minded, the scripture says, and received the gospel with joy. Another important place is in 1 Thessalonians 5, which is, says, do not despise prophecies, but test every single one. So the idea is, friends, you're meant to know how to test the word, the word that you hear yourself and the word that you hear from others. And that means you're going to have to be rooted in scripture. And that's why I believe, and I want to encourage every person who's listening to the sound of my voice to do the Bible recap. Get If you're not in scripture every day, mm. you are missing manna. You are missing the filter, the cap that's meant to be on your thinking, the, the, the shield that's meant to be around you, and the sword that's meant to be in your hands. So we must decide we're going to become responsible to hear God for ourselves. And in order to do that, we're going to have to dethrone any idols we have in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I had this incredible experience on Monday, and I'm going to share it. Um, as a just as a point of of transparency and vulnerability, we are right in the middle of this, right, Jeff? You and I, we're right in the middle of how is God dethroning the opinions of man from our yeah. own heart? Straight up, yeah. This is the second part. So the first part of this word is God is dealing with your idolatry, and He wants you to stop elevating leaders above the voice of the Lord. The second part, and I feel like it, they're married together 100%. The Lord is dealing with man pleasing. Mm. That is the idolatry. The idolatry is, is that we have elevated the opinions of people over the scripture and over the rhema word that we hear from the Lord. Now, there are times when we don't hear accurately, which is why we need to be rooted in scripture and why we need community. So I'm not in any way negating the power of community. It's just not the source of your identity. Okay, it's not the source of my identity. So I want to share this story. I was having the most beautiful text conversation with a, a lady that I mentor, and she is on fire and excited. And the Lord had encouraged me to start a mentoring group for women in person here in the Midwest and really begin to bring unity amongst women. And the Lord told me that he would send me seven women I already knew and five would come from in the future more connections but that the lord would call 12 women and that we would run together after his presence after his voice and that he would birth an apostolic women's movement in the midwest and i believe this work i 100% believe it so here i am on on um, monday morning and i'm i'm chatting with this lady that i'm that i'm uh discipling and she texts me, you know, sharing the revelation she's getting from the Lord. And I'm confirming and affirming her in her ability to hear God speak. And I say, I feel like the Lord wants me to uh, open up a little bit extra time with some of the women that I'm mentoring that might like to meet more often, more than once a month, that might want to get coffee and study scripture together, mm -hmm. that might want to look at the original languages of scripture with me, that might want to go a little bit deeper. And I, I feel moved to ask you, but I want to make sure you hear God for yourself, ask him, get confirmation. Um, it's not, you know, not just my opinion, but I would love to spend more time with you and pour into you this way. 
And she texted me back, oh my goodness, I had already been asking the Lord that I would have the opportunity to study scripture with you more. And I was so encouraged by her voice. Directly after this text confirmation, I received a phone call in which my character had been publicly slandered to pastors. Mm-hmm. And what and I was by the grace of God able to release a blessing over this pastor and just release them to 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 the Lord and just thank them and bless them. And that was the grace and mercy mm-hmm. of God because it hurt. Yeah, Amen? of course. Anybody else? It hurts when these things happen. Yeah. And immediately the Lord spoke to me and he said, daughter, neither of these things define you. Neither of these experiences are a the way that you decide who you are. And if either of these experiences with this amazing woman you're, you're discipling or this pastor who has accepted a slander against your name, If these things make or break you, you have an idolatry issue. You have a man-pleasing issue. And that is what I am dealing with. I am using this moment, these two extreme experiences happening right after each other for you to understand, I define you. What I say about you is all that matters in the end. When you come before the Bema seat of Christ, You will not have a list of every person's good opinion of you with you. You will allow me to test the quality of your gold and silver. And you will receive reward based on my standards and my opinions and no one else's. Mm. And I want to heal you of man-pleasing. I want to heal you of the tossing of your your uh identity when when a good thing happens are you tossed into ecstasy when a bad thing happens are you tossed into the depths of despair if that is true we have an idolatry issue yeah wants to heal us man that's huge that is huge harmony you told me that backstage and i was like yeah (laughs) yeah like and i think you know it can be challenging. Like I am totally a words of affirmation, uh, mm-hmm. love language person. Mm-hmm. That is a way that I receive love. That is a way that I give love. That is the yes. way, you know, um, and, um, and so it's important to be able to acknowledge that within yourself, but allow the Lord to keep that in check so that it doesn't become an idol, just like uh, quality time. Or like if that, if, if that runs amok, quality time, for example, you become leachy and you become like, you're, you're just like sucking the life out of people when they're around you because that's, you're feeding a fleshly desire and it's not being replaced by the Lord. We all know people, we all know people who are like that, you know, it's just a reality. Um, and so, yeah, I, but I, for those of you who are in the words of affirmation camp, I feel you. All right. I see you. Yes. feel you all right because that has been that has been a, a a positive word or a negative word do not determine our value in the lord that is not part of our identity and that's that's huge yes yeah and the opinion you know the opinions of people they're going to shift and switch and 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 of course people are fickle including yeah. me. 
One well, second yeah. they could be for you, you say the wrong thing, and all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I yeah. thought that they were I thought they were godly. I thought they were a man or woman of God. Yep. You know. Yeah. That in fact, that's exactly my experience. Mm. And so this we need to be and so rooted. And the Lord is calling us to be rooted. And this is last week when I was beginning these things were beginning to come to the surface. Um I was having a moment of conflict with someone. And again, I went to the Lord and I had a meeting set with them for this week. And I was filled with, this is just, I'm being so transparent and vulnerable. And I believe as you're listening to my voice, friends, you're going to say, oh my goodness, Harmony is a prophet. And here she is going through these things. She's just like me. We're just, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord. And there's this thing called the universal priesthood of man. Of, of all believers. And so I, I just want to encourage you that you and I were walking through the same things. Um, and as I'm standing before the Lord, I'm dealing with this anxiety about this person. And I say to the Lord, Lord, I, I desire to be reconciled to this person. I want to be reconciled to them. And, you know, as I'm praying it, I'm believing, you know, well, that's what scripture says, right? That's what scripture says, right? And the Lord corrected me. And he said, you can either wait until next week and have peace when you're reconciled to them, or you can have peace because you're reconciled to me already. Mm-hmm. Which do you choose, daughter? Will your peace be dependent on whether or not the people around you are in perfect peace with you or see you according to the spirit or understand your value? Or will you have shalom because I am Yahweh shalom and you have been reconciled to me? And don't take my scripture out of context, daughter of God. He's speaking to me and saying, the scripture says, beg them to be reconciled to me. Hmm. And from the place of being reconciled to me, you will be reconciled to one another. That is a process that takes time, but it will happen. So God is calling us not to have perfect peace with every person around us, but to be rooted in the one who is Yahweh Shalom. And again, this is just another confirmation. As I was praying on, uh, I think it was Wednesday, just yesterday morning, I held up my hands to the Lord and I said, Lord, what would you have my heart posture be? And he said, I would have you rooted in what I say about you, no matter what other people think. And Each and every time he's speaking to me, he's gently drawing me back. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Don't look at them. Look at me. What am I saying? What do I believe about you? What am I releasing over you? And how am I using this circumstance to heal you from man-pleasing, to strip you of your addiction to human opinion so that you can remain strong and firm and also humble. Mm -hmm. You can love people supernaturally because, you know, in the moment when you lay down your rights, you haven't laid down your identity. Yeah. In the moment you say, I totally own the impact of my choice on you. And I ask your forgiveness. You are so valuable. You are in no way negating your own value or your reconciliation to God. This is what he's teaching me through this process. And I believe it's what the Lord wants to do en masse over the entire body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We must put God back on the throne of our hearts. Human affections 
have become an addiction. Hmm. The Lord wants to heal us of that. Yeah, that's so good. So good, Harmony. Well, why don't you, unless there's anything else you, you have, have on your, your heart to share, please do. But why don't you pray for that as well while we strike while the iron's hot? Yes. This is an area of healing that a lot of people need. Yes. Yes. So I'm just just getting a word of knowledge. And, and those of you who have listened to me on Elijah Fire before or my other teachings, um, you know my heart for the family. And you know that my heart burns for the reconciliation of fathers and mothers and children. And I feel right now that the Lord is saying a lot of this man pleasing is rooted in the orphan spirit. Mm. It's rooted in the fact that your fathers and your mothers didn't release generational blessing over you. Mm. So many of you are carrying around the spirit of Jacob when I have named you Israel. And the Lord is saying right now, don't beg me for what already belongs to you. I bless you. That's good. I bless you. I bless you. You are joint heirs with Jesus. Everything that belongs to Jesus is yours. You are clothed in Christ. You have put on Christ. And the father is saying, I bless you. I am not like Jacob and Esau, or you are not, and you are not called to be like Jacob and Esau, because I am not like Isaac. The Lord is saying, I am not a father who blesses one and curses another. I am not a father who says this one is my favorite and this one I'll just give a lesser. I'll just throw a little scraps to that one. No, you, each and every one of you is right now being pulled into an understanding that Christ, everything he is, is yours. Everything that belongs to him belongs to you. Father, I thank you right now that you are healing people of the root of man-pleasing, of the root of that addiction to human approval and to human affection. And the root is the orphan spirit. Lord, you're dealing with the root of having been rejected by fathers and mothers. And I, I see um, a woman right now and I hear the Lord saying you were rejected by, you were rejected by a father, you were rejected by a husband and you were rejected by a, a, a pastor. So you've experienced a threefold rejection in the natural. And yet through that entire process, I have accepted you through the entire process of human beings men being less than what I called them to in your life. I loved you. I chose you. And I hear the Lord saying, I have crowned you and anointed you to break the orphan spirit. And right now I see a spiritual surgery happening where the root of man pleasing is being pulled out of this woman's heart. And I hear the Lord saying, and I see it in the spirit realm, a church, you as a woman are representative of the church and a church. So it's like layers. It's like the big C church, a local church, and then this amazing loved daughter of God. God is doing in the big C church, pulling the root, pulling the root of 
the orphan spirit and of man pleasing out of his bride so that her eyes can be on me again. And then in the local church, the Lord is saying, I'm pulling out the root. And I just see this as a prophetic yeah. uh, activation. God is doing it even as we speak. I'm pulling the root out of local churches who will hear this word, who will listen to this prophetic word, and you will feel the roots start to be pulled out of you because I'm taking it out of every single person within your congregation. And I hear the Lord saying, there are pastors. I'm pulling out the root of man-pleasing. Some of you have been, there's been a cap. There's been a hindrance in the spirit realm. And what it comes down to is I have, uh, with mercy, limited for a season so that I I could heal you in the inner man and pull the root of man pleasing out of you so that your people, as I multiply you and grow you, they will reflect wholeness. They will reflect my heart instead of this root of man pleasing and this root of the orphan spirit. And then I see down to the microcosm of each and every person, God is bringing healing to households. God is releasing I believe the blueprint for fivefold female friendship in this hour. I hear the Lord saying, I am removing the root of man pleasing so that you may love one another according to the spirit so you, that you may cease your comparison and competition and jealousy and backbiting because the root is being removed from the women of God so that I may you can manifest a Psalm 68 anointing so that you may go out declaring the gospel and dividing the spirit oil together. The Lord is saying, I will remove the root from the daughters of the Lord. And as I remove it, I will release anointing and power. And there's a microcosm, I believe in each a region of the United States, there is a, 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 a little group of women that I have anointed to address the orphan spirit that I have anointed to fight for relationship. I have anointed you to to uh, love those who have abandoned you, love those who have betrayed you. The Lord is saying, I will release a special anointing that will break the back and the, the long-term effects of betrayal in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you right now for what you're doing in, in the big C church, in the local church, and in each and every one of us, oh God. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you are healing us. And, and as you spoke to me on Sunday night, Papa, you said, if you'll yield to the process, daughter, there will be pain, but it will be, it will be accelerated. You'll experience this freedom quicker and it will be less painful if you will surrender to me. If you will begin to press into your freedom from man-pleasing, this thing will happen a lot quicker. So right now, as a, a, a congregation, as a group of believers, every single person listening to the sound of my voice, we press into our freedom. We say, yes, Lord, dethrone the celebrity Christian, dethrone every leader from my heart so that you may sit upon the throne of my heart and I may love these leaders love them according to the spirit. I may bless them. I may partner with them. And Father, right now we press into the revelation of the universal priesthood of the brethren. Father, I thank you that every single person is anointed to hear your voice for 
themselves. Mm -hmm. And Father, right now I release a passion for scripture. I release the spirit of the Berean upon you in Jesus' name. And I declare that you will dive deeply into the word and it will become the helmet you wear, the shield around you, and the sword that you wield in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. Amen. Yeah, come on. Something that I um, I actually really felt as well, um, just really quick, is um, I, I saw this image of like um, a storm on the horizon or like right, you know, right there, like right at the beginning of a storm or maybe it's the middle of the storm. I'm not sure. I think maybe it's three different things. Um, and I was reminded of this story within uh, Mark chapter four, where Jesus mm -hmm. calms calms the storm yeah but before that he's kicking it asleep in the boat you know and yeah. so for those that want i feel like some people need to go and read this um mark chapter 4 verses 25 through 41 and i'll just read i'll read part yeah. of it um uh, uh so as he was asleep but there was also other boats with him a fierce squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, "What were you? Why were you so afraid? Do you still not have no faith? And then they said they, they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Come on. And I just really felt like, this is twofold. All right. Number one, the same voice that calmed the storm and calmed the waves is going to calm the storm in you right now. Some of you guys, your mind has been swimming that you feel like your world is just this whirlwind right now. Yeah. Everything is, is topsy turvy. Everything is, is going sideways. And the same voice that said, calm, be still, to the storm is going to calm that storm. All right. And so in the name of Jesus, we just declare peace. Be still. We come in your name. Peace. Be still. Yes, Lord. And the other side of this is that some of you guys need to take a page out of Jesus's own book mm -hmm. and that's sleep and rest. Yes. Everything is okay. Everything is going to be fine. What did Jesus say to his disciples? He said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And we abide in the Son of Man. We abide in Him. Scripture says we are hidden with God in Christ. And so if that is true, we can be still. We can have rest. We can sleep. And so I declare the rest of God peace in jesus name joy in our circumstances yeah. yes. in jesus name thank you and so lord i pray for those people mm -hmm. who are um feeling like they're constantly fighting against like i need to fight against the storm no you don't mm -hmm. just rest mm -hmm. rest <laughs> we thank you lord amen thank you jesus amen yeah so, um, Harmony, this was good. Praise Jesus. This is really good. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Yeah. I just believe.
people are going to experience freedom in this next season as they as they face their own conflicts as you face your own trials you're going to experience such a peace as as jeff was just praying you'll be able to walk through it rooted in your identity yeah yes absolutely so harmony you're going to scotland Woo! super exciting that's gonna be great i can't wait to hear about that yes i think it's gonna be transforming for me i'm yeah, very excited for sure so harmony how can people follow you how can they uh get kitchen table kingdom tell the people all the things Yes. So you can find me on my YouTube channel, Harmony M. Klingenmeyer. There's only one of me in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I would love for you to go on my YouTube channel. I'm releasing currently a new curriculum called The Way, a, a journey to the face of God through the spiritual disciplines. And if you want to take your personal devotion time to the next level, if you want to have personal revival in your home, with your families, with your children. I want to encourage you to go on my YouTube channel. Um, I'm, I am releasing teachings one by one, and I will have a curriculum probably in print sometime in 2024. And so just encourage you to go on there and watch it. Leave me a comment, any feedback you have for me, um, yeah. any miracles you experience through it. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Again, Harmony, I'm Klingenmeyer, author and speaker. I'm available for uh, speaking events, and I would just love to connect with you, pray for you, prophesy over you. Mm -hmm. Although, as Jeff says, I do get a lot of private messages, so I don't usually respond to them. Yeah. But I am praying and prophesying in my private place over over people who reach out to me. So I just bless you all today in Jesus' name. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, Harmony, be blessed. Go forth, sail across the sea to beautiful Scotland, and um, we bless you. It's going to be so fun. So great for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, everybody, that's our show. Uh, have a great weekend. And, um, oh, I also want to point out that tomorrow, the 13th, Saturday the 13th, we've been taking all of our teaching series and transferring them over to our podcast platforms. Um, so the next one is... Um, uh, with Kara Starnes, please illumination. Tell me the title. No, uh, renewing your mind. Thank you. I was like, it was like renewing stronghold renewing. Ah, um, so yes, renewing your mind featuring Kara Starnes is a three part series. If you have been stuck in cycles of sin, if you have been stuck in cyclical thinking that you feel like you just can't get out of this series is for you. And if you know anybody else who could benefit from this, I strongly recommend you send this. Like, Kara Starnes has such an anointing to speak on this subject. She's walked through the fire, you guys, and she's very transparent about it. And I think that actually opens up to a lot of, uh, of people feeling free to kind of rest and just be like, okay, yeah, I'm dealing with the same stuff or something similar um, or something different, but I feel suddenly like I can actually confess this. So please check that out if you haven't that's going to be on spotify apple podcast anywhere else you listen to podcast and that drops on saturday all three episodes so you can binge them this weekend and just let the holy spirit just like nuke this stronghold so uh be blessed you guys and uh tune in on monday we've got mandy woodhouse it's going to be a 1 30 start time instead of a 2 p.m start time because she's in adelaide australia australia mate and so um 
Yeah, so tune in, you guys. It's going to be a great time. We love you guys, and we'll see you on Monday. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.